0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. Gundy, I think, maybe has learned his lesson. So that would have been a very expensive cable bill if you lose a $5 million job.
1: <laughs> Pete Thamel. They hired his brother. I'm not exactly going to uh, write a haiku in his honor. <laughs> Well, I don't think I was <laughs> suggesting that. <laughs> and
2: SI's Pat Forty. I enjoy mayo, and this is a stinging repudiation to you benighted souls who can't see the value
0: of mayo. And here's Dan. Uh, welcome to the pod, and welcome back to me. And dear listener, <laughs> you're welcome. My return obviously improves the quality of this podcast dramatically. But uh, I know you guys soldiered on having to listen to just Pat and Pete for an mm-hmm. entire week, two podcasts. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're thrilled you're back, maybe, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> Sully. When, when, when do you want to drop the news on him, Sully? We
0: had record-breaking numbers on the podcast last week without you there, Dan. So, uh, that's it? They,
2: they, they wanted what the left.
1: Sully was really orchestrating the bloodless coup. I sort of enjoy the UMass football jokes we get to bring in when you're on the pod. So I like half-heartedly lobbied to keep you. And then we just got bored and forgot to finish the job. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're
2: yeah, back yeah. due to administrative oversight.
1: Yes. Really administrative the- ambivalence. <laughs> yeah, ambivalence. Listen, that's
0: better. You were given podcast gold of the the stillwater <laughs> mullet getting in trouble for wearing a cable news t-shirt. Yeah, we were. As I have said on this podcast before, don't watch cable news or anything that pretends to claim they're cable news. They're all terrible networks. Gundy's might be more terrible than the others, but they're all still terrible. It's true. OAN or Gundy's makes Ron
1: Burgundy look like Walter Cronkite.
0: Yeah, whatever. (laughs) They all suck. They're all trying to divide you. You're all suckers for watching it. I've never actually watched OAN. Have you guys? Like, did you look for it on your... I've never seen it. I have no idea whether it's as bad as people say or not, but they're all bad. Compared to what? The other three? I tell you. You you weren't tuning in uh, up there in uh, the upper reaches
2: of uh, Michigan during the last week? Can you imagine? What are you going to do on vacation? Watch cable news. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) That's a bad vacation. That's a really bad vacation. People who watch... Tons of cable news, I I 100% believe, are more miserable than people who do not. Yeah, I believe that. It's not news.
2: It's just how could I
0: scare you? So, Gundy, I think, maybe has learned his lesson. So, that would have been a very expensive cable bill if you lose a $5 million job. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about cut the cord. So, don't watch any of them. Just listen to our pod. You'll feel a lot better about life. Yeah. We'll see if the if the numbers tank this week though, we may have to reconsider we'll find
2: out. uh your return. All we'll,
0: right, well, we'll congratulations jump. on your your solid ratings. Thank you. Thank maybe, you. Maybe maybe it is me. I'm willing to <laughs> to not talk to you people twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I'm good. I'm good. Uh I once uh described what I think this season is going to be like as driving into a snowstorm. Yeah. In that uh You know, you know, you got a long drive and, you know, it's going to snow the entire way. And you get on the highway and you go, I can probably make it. (laughs) You know, I know how to drive in the snow. But, man, is this thing going to suck? And there's going to be white knuckling and leaning over the leaning forward in your seat and trying to stare through the blizzard and little ice patch and hoping that trucker doesn't jackknife and destroy you. And uh, I feel like uh, the ride got a little smooth for a minute. On whether we're going to play football this season, but we hit a we hit some hit some icy patches this week. Doesn't mean that the trip is done, but uh, you can kind of see it in the comments of uh, everyone in fo- associated with college sports and professional sports. Like, okay, the planning stages are good, but now we got guys testing positive, and what the hell is this? And how do we do this? And, and then you got people screaming that it's easy. Don't worry, Just pump your brakes or something. You'll be fine. You really sure? Obviously, uh, Clemson and LSU, Coach O and Dabo listen to the pod because they took to, to heart my advice to get everybody test positive before <laughs> the season. Get it out of the way. You guys mocked me for this, but look who's uh, <laughs> leading the country in covids <laughs> The two schools that played for the
2: national title. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Medical S- analytics, Stan Wetzel. He's going to start a new <laughs> consulting company. It's gonna just involve throwing bush-like
0: keg parties with the entire
1: football team to have a competitive advantage. It's like,
0: Coach, why are we all in this small room? Breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Eighty-five Sub-
1: dudes doing Bikram yoga
0: for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the key? <laughs> in Voluntary a, workout, in, y'all. In the janitor breathe closet. In. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what is it, 30 LSU players? At least 30
1: in quarantine. 30 in quarantine, which means probably less obviously habit, but it's the the contact tracing. Like, so this is what I found out calling around this weekend. Like, why all of a sudden there's this wave of pessimism is because you know, you can put together a little plan and a booklet of plan to return, but then you're like, oh, wait a minute. That guy's positive. He lives with that guy. He worked out with that guy. He trains with that guy. He drove to dinner with that guy. And all of a sudden, you're like, a quarter of my team is wiped out. And I think that reality really hit the ads of like, wow, this is really going to be clunky. Uh, what, you, like, this is as we move on here, there are just the opportunity is ripe for large swaths of your team to test positive or have to be, you know, traced in quarantine. To you know, to where you would be at a significant disadvantage. You actually had to play a game every week, which is you know usually what happens in college football season. So there is there was just a lot of like, wow, this reality is pretty daunting. That was the the, the vibe I got from uh, from ads and coaches.
2: Sure, it's absolutely daunting. And and the other thing that this is reinforced is that college men, especially college age people, but college men are not the easiest to control and get to do whatever you want them to do. They're impulsive beasts. They want to have fun. They want to socialize. And, you know, the LSU numbers, one of the reasons they are going up as high as they have is because there was an outbreak at the Tigerland area bars around campus. And so players are going to the bars and guess what? They're getting the virus. And, I think there was there was some I was trying to find it talk about Kansas State players being at a house party or something. Mm -hmm. Yep, Uh, you know that's the thing. That's the reality of what young people do, and getting through to them to fundamentally alter that behavior is not easy. So, you know, I I would expect this is going to keep happening. And then the question is, as Dan was basically alluding to, as you're driving through the snowstorm, it can be scary. But if you know if you keep the car on the on the road. You're okay. It's just scary. But if you put it in the ditch, if you start putting players in the hospital, if this, you know, affects older staff members, coaches, whatever, and you start seeing any sort of life threatening uh, dynamics to this, then the whole thing, then then you could end up in the ditch. And
0: then where do we go? I, for one, am stunned that any virus would spread in the Tigerland area bars. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Probably not the first one noted for their cleanliness. Oh, yeah protocols no, no. yeah <laughs> no like and i and i you know i hear this you know it's like well they're probably not gonna die it's like okay yeah they're they're not but that's not like that's a hell of a bar if that's all we got to clear yeah. here like, geez. Right? <laughs> how does the season work if all of a sudden it's a week before the notre dame Clemson game and trevor lawrence gets coronavirus or ian book gets you know Injuries are part of the game, but uh, you know this is a heck of. Uh, they're all going to get it, I guess. This is my thing, so I, I don't know. It's just how do you do this, and can you do it? I think that's where we're at. You see, the NBA kind of they had this detailed plan. I mean, you see this NBA plan. Yeah, I mean, it was down yeah. to you're not allowed to play doubles ping pong inside the bubble. Because that's, you can't be six feet apart from your partner. Yeah. Like, they're terrified in the NBA. Hey, welcome to the Western Conference Finals. Oops, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Anthony Davis all have coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oops, that's not going to be. So how does this work? And that's that's where you're sliding into the ditch. Now, does that mean it's a, a jackknife truck you slam into and your entire car dies? Because that happens in snow terms, too. Or is it you mm-hmm. slid off the road and the will come with the tow truck and they'll pull you out and they get going again. I don't know. It's just total mayhem on this because I just, I don't know how everyone doesn't get this. I just don't know how the whole team isn't infected by some point of the season. So, yeah. well,
1: I think what really has the ADs and coaches with eyes wide open now is not maybe like if Trevor Lawrence gets it, but say Jackson Carmen, the left tackle at Clemson gets it. And then, his O-line room as they're like together, the, the rest of the line gets it. And then all of a sudden you go to go play Notre Dame in November and you don't have offensive linemen. Like that's what like the, the reality of like, we may have to forfeit games is, is what is uh, is what has emerged. I, I think, you know, like, Oh boy, this can just completely knock out. Now, if the tracing numbers stay, uh, you know, 14 days quarantine, that's, that's a, that's, you know, there is going to be a significant impact on the season. Um, What one idea I spoke to brought up an interesting point. He said, some of the clunkiness of tracing uh, could be mitigated perhaps by rapid testing. So, if there is a testing option available where guys can get tests back within a day, like I talked to one group of five AD, they have to run their tests through the state that they're living in to save money because that's the reality of where they are. So it takes five days. So it's like, hey, come back to campus. We're going to test you. Go live like a monk in your dorm for five days and don't talk to anybody. Then if you come out, then you can go and proceed to live moderately normally, you know, like a college kid, but don't go out to parties. Don't, Go, You know, there is there is such a complex social aspect to this that essentially, if you are a monastic team, you are going to have a huge advantage towards winning a championship. Uh, some coaches I talked to were more focused on just like, I want to field a team every week. Like, sure, they want to win, they want to win championships and all that stuff. But like, that is how they're viewing the season now is a challenge to field a competitive team. Team every week so it's uh it's there, there's fascinating perspectives across the board it could be a case where for as long as the season lasts if it starts
2: on time if it finishes there may be teams that always have 15 20 guys positive you know as this kind of rolls through a roster maybe that dissipates if everybody is going back to the wetzel plan you get everybody to get it now but you know, in reality, I think that that's kind of going to be one of those situations where you, you you almost just have to be prepared for that. And you know, to put it in football terms, you better have some depth if you want to actually play. You know, but that as, as Pete alluded to, that may not even be possible if one position group is basically laid low by this. If everybody, you know, if you got ten offensive linemen who are who are all sick at one time. So, I mean, the permutations. And we talked about this, I, you know, I think from the b- beginning, it was kind of like, okay, we're going ahead, but does everybody really know what they're doing? And does everybody really know what they're getting into? And I think now we see what we're getting into, and you can wonder whether everybody knew what they were doing. And then we're just going to have to see how bad does it get.
0: I do think, though, I mean, I know it was a joke, get everyone infected, but if you have 20, how many guys are on the team, 100 kids? 100, 105, yeah. I mean, 23 clubs and I'm already sick. Yeah, uh, and you still have another month to, I mean, I, would they have 60 kids sick by a month from now? Late July? Yeah, maybe Or oh. August 1st. Like, could they get seven? You know, you kind of have a mini herd immunity. I, the idea that these kids are going to live a monastic life is, yeah. you know, it's been proven already that they're just, not, uh, there's just just no way yeah. y- you, you're going to have a hard enough trouble with the pros and they've, they're, right more mature and they've got compensation i mean they just have more more going on but even then it's like you can't play double ping pong double two man you know partners ping pong like oh boy where's the weed dealer in all of this does he get in like does he get in the bubble (laughs) what's what's, a legit question exactly what about, what about
1: evening company evening company uh, yeah. like does a also cheerleader a get into question. the door professional does... athletes are known to enjoy company in the evening
2: <laughs> remember yeah it was earl thomas that went down to the airbnb yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Co- i mean college athletes also and, you know where's the weed yeah. where's the dorm weed dealer does he get in there i don't know because we're gonna yeah. need him yeah. or her i don't know yeah. it's, uh, it's a lot of gonna be interesting i i uh i think uh southern speed includes uh Getting the disease as quick as possible, and I think uh, the uh, Bayou Bengals there and the uh, Clemson Tigers are are leading the country right now. Some of these Big Ten sucker teams that are really trying to follow protocols are going to get wiped out.
2: (laughs) We should keep track of that. We should keep a Wetzel plan tracker, you know, (laughs) seeing who gets it out of the way by
1: August 15th and who doesn't. I'll say this. I talked to a bunch of people over the weekend, some coaches more and some ADs a little bit are starting to say the quiet part out loud. Like it is a competitive advantage. If the viruses run yeah. through our team and they're quick to say, boy, if somebody dies, that's not going to be yeah. a good day for, for, <laughs> for, for, for anything. And they're quick to point out the statistics of the 15 to 24 age range. But if you have enough players getting the virus there is going to be, you know, guys on ventilator. Like, it can't not happen. Like, it just can't not happen. Look, none of us are immune disease uh, experts or anything like that, but just it's, this virus is still vicious, um, you know, and, and I think we've, anyone who listens to our podcast knows we've had a pretty healthy respect for the virus, um, you know, throughout uh, throughout this pandemic. And uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's just
0: some, some fascinating perspectives and decisions being made right now. So th- then we get to the tickets and, and the fans, which has also been, a, a, a you know, of big interest to us. Um, yeah, you know, how many people can we get in? How many people want to go is, is attending a college football game where you have to get, go in at an appointed time two hours before and sit basically by yourself in a quarter full stadium. Is that really worth it? Or just stay home and, you know, tailgate on your back porch. Um, I know Iowa's pause tickets there's a there's a whole different different stories going out there. but what is the latest you're hearing about fans in the stands both you know demand and um you know ability to put them out there, let alone the demand of how many people actually want to do this because to me, it just doesn't sound fun. I mean I I like watching football live. It's more fun than TV, but not if I have to do it that way like the best part of college football game is the you you're jammed in there this this is the like the atmosphere not just the watching the X's and O's of the plays could play out and and uh, can you tailgate you know like how are they doing that all all different questions so what are you hearing to me i think that
2: I just think this has been a waxing and waning of optimism and aggressiveness from the schools you know for a couple of weeks there it was okay to 50%. And then some people started popping off about, hey, we're going to try to have a full stadium. And yeah, we can do this. And now I think schools are getting back to pumping the brakes significantly, back to 50%, 30%, if we have them at all. Uh, I think that you can't really look and say, full speed ahead, uh, what we're hearing here, especially given the age and demographics of a lot of college football fans, especially the ones with the money. Students, I you know i think you, you could get a big student population in a in a stadium probably but again are they going to be socially distant or are they going to be jumping all over themselves you know and and be in the way student sections normally are and then you go from there to your major donors a lot of whom would sit in boxes and probably be a little bit more uh socially distant rele- relevant they they would pay attention more to those sort of things but You know the thing that uh, that that this struck me. Okay, over the weekend I went and covered a sporting event. It was an amazing thing. First time since March 12th I was at an event, and that the one at March 12th was a noon tip-off in the Big Ten tournament with no fans, and it never even tipped off. They canceled the game before it started. So I was at the Belmont Stakes uh, for the Belmont, and it was really just kind of flat without fans there. you know playing football would he be even more flat because as dan said it is atmosphere it is energy noise and community those are the three things that college football brings outside of the actual game and those things are awesome and you're there and i mean that's you know we were all at alabama lsu the tailgate scene was incredible the noise in the stadium was incredible till lsu started beating alabama's ass uh but everything about it, you know, that that is the that is the lifeblood of the sport. And if you take that away, if you have a Belmont Stakes football game, ugh, I mean, we'll we'll cover it. We'll watch it. We'll be happy we have it. But, man, it will be a pale substitute
1: for the real thing. Will it be that way on television? So I watched the Belmont Stakes sitting uh, sitting home here in my, my living room on Saturday afternoon and. Had a little had a little action on the uh, on on the ponies, and I had a I had a couple exacta bets and a try bet, and quite frankly, I really enjoyed it. You know, yeah. it was uh, you know I just I got nosed out uh, at the at the end at the try. Um, I I had the I needed the uh, I needed the ten to come home and I finished in fourth. So like that to me wasn't as a viewer that was not a radically different experience than other years when I've sat around in June and watched the uh, and and watched the Belmont. So and and let, let's face it like we college athletics is just co- completely beholden to television at this point in all decisions moving forward are, are, other than hopefully the health of the players are going to be made for television, television and television. Sure. Atmosphere, all that kind of stuff is just not going to, uh, is not going to be, is not going to be a big factor. And I, I mean, I agree with Dan, how do you sneak a flask in if you have to like move your mask <laughs> to like drink it, drink it in the stands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, they'll find a way. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I think they'll find a way. Uh, I, well, I, you know, so here's it is interesting watching on TV without it. So the horse race it's kind of focused NASCAR, very focused on the cars. It hasn't really been a, a big deal uh, watching on TV. Uh, I, I like the UFC and boxing have both been really good uh, in some ways, even better because you can hear the fighter instructions, you can hear the fighters against each other. To me though, those are all sports where the action is continuous. Football, part of the beauty of why football is such a great televised event, is there's it's you know, four seconds of of action and then a 30-second pause, and then bat. There's a lot of dead time to fill in in a in a in a football game. And that's why they're constantly television's constantly showing the band. And constantly showing the people waving their little pom poms and the crowd and the the blimp shots of the stadium, it is they they bring it all in and without that noise and without those visuals, like you're just showing them huddle, you know, and, and it almost I think they're going to all look like one of those Tuesday night Mac games from from Decal, <laughs> Illinois, <laughs> right? <laughs> or it's like dark. The stadium oh. doesn't really have enough lights and. <laughs> Yeah.
2: And the camera angles kept super tight to not show the rows of empty yeah, aluminum not, bleachers.
0: Yeah. Right. They can't just sit there and oh, let's show the kids uh, waving their, their, their things at, at, uh, at Auburn or something. So I don't know. Like, I just think uh, as a television product, football will be very, very interesting because of that, where I think maybe in hockey basketball might do better than that. Baseball will be certainly same thing. Like the, just the dead period. Now they're showing this Korean baseball, I haven't really watched. I don't really like baseball, let alone Korean baseball. Uh, nothing against <laughs> the Koreans, but I don't, don't watch major. I don't watch major league baseball, but the Korean baseball league. I don't know how that's been. Is that like a terrible product, or are you almost used to it being so slow that it doesn't matter? Because it's baseball. Like,
1: I don't know. I, I have I the same opinions I normally have on Korean baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They
0: have the same unchanged. amount of
2: viewing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: I have watched at least five minutes of Korean baseball. And so just five <laughs> okay. more minutes than I ever watched before. So I guess they somehow they could take that data and skew it big. Um, but yeah, I don't really like baseball. So, but I, I don't know. I just think in football, it's going to be, it's, this this that that dead period. So, but I yeah, look, I mean, I talked to some of my friends that are big college football fans, and um, you know, one's one's gone to every Michigan game since I mean, like this since two thousand, as Jeez, wow. a single Michigan game mm. and home game. Another big Notre Dame fans. I mean, they and and none of them want to go to the game because they're just like that's just not really yeah. it. It's yeah. not like I'll 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 stay home and watch on TV and.
1: You Mm wanna high five
0: the guy next to you? You wanna, you know, I don't know, do that whole thing. So
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. College (laughs) football fans are ridiculous, and the games offer a venue for people that can match their ridiculousness. They they find their kindred spirits of fanaticism in the stands there. And like that is like the serendipity of just who's sitting next to you, all, all that kind of stuff, is a huge, is a huge just sort of part of part of that game. Um, instead, now we're all going to watch on TV and they're just going to keep showing the coordinator in the booth. Cause that's like the only <laughs> variable that continues to the game or like the Denny's menu over the mouth of the coach. Mm-hmm. Like that's really what it's, what it's going to come down to. Right. Like if, if yeah. you have, if that you have, we, we, we may all
2: want to like, kill ourselves after, like, two two games of that. Because there's already <laughs> enough of those shots. If there's going to be – if they're going to dramatically increase those, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm not sure I can take
1: it. <laughs> Pat's like, cancel the season. I can't yes. take the Denny's menu. <laughs> <laughs> no more coordinator cutaways. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what uh, are they going to cut away to? The broadcasters? I, I don't know. I don't know. Fans watching at home?
0: <sighs> Who you knows? can't go to the sports bar because – people probably right. shouldn't be yeah. in sports, bars. Like, yeah. like, well, you can go to sports bars now. So that's might be your best place. You'd be six feet apart. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not the same. Outdoor so. watch parties.
2: I don't know. That's yeah. the thing where, I mean, maybe there's still a tailgate scene. People want to sit outside Bryant Denny stadium and watch on TV, you know, with some rel- some measure of social
0: distancing. I, I don't know, but yeah, you get the tailgate guys you get in your little tent. Like I, yeah. Good, your guys, yeah. Yeah. My guys. It's pretty good. I mean, it's yeah. worse ways to spend a Saturday than that. That actually sounds <laughs> yeah. better than going in. That was a pretty good Saturday. You
1: know, it was until a I had to go work day. for 11 yeah. hours. But yeah, it's pretty yeah. good Saturday.
0: Uh, all right. Other big news this week. Uh the NCA Board of Governors and the SEC are both claiming that uh I don't know what the NCA Board of Governors say they may not allow. Championship events, basically at any state with the Confederate flag on it, whose state flag, SEC did the same. It's all geared to Mississippi, basically, uh, although it may be other states, depending on your definition of what is or isn't the Confederate flag. But uh, everyone's lining up against uh, Mississippi. I guess the Mississippi is the only state currently affected by the association's policy. Uh, your thoughts on this? I, I, you know, I, this is not a new thing. They got South Carolina. They put pressure on South Carolina to put it down. Uh, I did think it was interesting that the the SEC itself came out against Ole Miss or and Mississippi State um, with two two schools in it, and those schools both opposed the officially opposed the the Confederate flag being on the state flag. And this is a lot of flags. And I mean, I will say this: people are obsessed with flags. We have a lot of flags. Oh boy. This country loves its flags or hates its <laughs> flags. The, the flag, mm-hmm. flag, flag. Okay. It's a flag. Um, anyway, I thought this was a bold step by the SEC to 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 come out and clearly tap the nose of one of its one of its states uh on this. Uh Craig's Craig Greg Sankey saying it's past time for the state of Mississippi to change the flag. Uh what do you think? What do you think, Pat?
2: Yeah, that I mean, that certainly jumped off the page to me. Now, people quickly pointed out that there's there's not much to take out of there. I mean, I think they have 2022 track and field or something in Mississippi that you know they're not they're not would not be removing any of their cash cows. But it is unusual to see a conference office uh, basically go after a state where it has two members like this. Um, Conference USA actually followed up on Monday. Saying they're prohibiting championship events in the state, they've got Southern Misses there, and I think they've got have had like conference baseball there. Yeah, uh, in the baseball is a big deal
1: in that footprint.
2: It is no, no doubt about it. That matters. They watch more base college baseball than anywhere else in the country. So yeah, it's significant. And then the NCAA, you know, adding on as well. I I wonder this. I Mark. Keenum, I believe the, the, the president of uh, Mississippi state who swings a pretty big stick, not just in the league, but nationally, he's been the head of the conference, college football, playoff council, uh, president's council. I, he, he got, he was out in front of this for a while. And I almost wonder if he went to Sankey and said, Hey, we need to, we need some muscle here. We need some backup to try to make this thing happen. We need somebody from outside the state, but who matters to the state to weigh in here. So I wonder if that was perhaps the genesis of that. So we've heard from Mississippi today. We've heard from Ole Miss. We've heard from the SEC. And quite frankly, Rick Cleveland, former great sports writer, still does some writing for Mississippi Today, pointed had a long list of the number of cities, number of universities in the state that won't fly the flag already. If there's that many people
1: that don't want to fly the flag, why isn't the state changing the flag? Come on. To go to the SEC, like I think our listeners who are obviously in geographically diverse areas, like you have to understand what the SEC means to Mississippi. That means like what the NFL means to Chicago or what uh, what Major League Baseball means to Boston, like like the SEC is Mississippi's sporting ideal. And so for the SEC to come in and, 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 and make this statement, it's significant. Now, look, we all know Greg Sankey to different extents here. Like he is not a guy who, 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 who flies from the hip right? Like Greg, Greg Sankey is a, you know, you become these commissioners. You're a political, you are, I wouldn't call Greg a political animal, but you are operating from points where you, you serve your chancellor. So you're not going to surprise them. So I'm sure what Pat said, like the chancellors at Old Miss and Mississippi state, were not surprised that Greg Sankey did this. There was, I'm sure plenty of back channel conversation. The sec went and, uh, went and said this, but, uh, I thought it was a, a seminal moment in, in Sankey's time uh, as as SEC commissioner because it all that said it's it's still bold and yes long overdue and I was really pleased to see it and uh you know that the the governor in uh, in, in Mississippi seems to be sort of your your typical modern puppet politician who who's deflected this issue numerous times recently. I'll, I'll be curious if it does end up with results. And I had a few people tell me that the, the baseball at Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, that's, you know, ends up being millions of economic dollars that, that hangs over their head. When you think about the super regionals, you think about you're getting 10,000 people for three straight days. You think about all the teams that come into town and spend money at your hotels. Like, That's those are as big of a sporting events collegially as the state of Mississippi is going to hold.
0: Well, let me just say, I think the sec in Mississippi is bigger than the NFL in Chicago or anywhere else. It's literally the only sporting, a a major sporting event going on in Mississippi. That's it. Like they don't, they don't have a NASCAR track. They've got, you know, you might get a boxing match up at, you know, near uh, those casinos near Memphis. I mean, you got there. This is it. College baseball. College. I mean, it's college sports. And the SEC grants the state of Mississippi a legitimacy and the fans a a, a tie to major of uh, sporting events that simply would not exist without them. I mean, if you were redoing the SEC, if you are redoing college football, I know uh, our buddy Mike Bianchi always says this down in the Orlando Sentinel, but it's like, kick Mississippi and Mississippi State out of the SEC and take South, South Florida and Central Florida. You'll You know, we got way more yeah. TVs. We got... It's, you know, if you're redoing this thing, no one's yeah. grabbing Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. The, they, they would they would be schools
2: 13 and 14, I would say, in terms of TV impact, uh, right. economic impact,
0: uh, reach. You know, that that's for sure. We don't need you. So yeah. the they fact do lead that the they're in, infractions typically. So they're, uh, well, they're competitive. I, and, there. <laughs> and I think both both school, uh, they add something great. And the fact that it's a big deal in a play is one of the things I love about college sports is it is a big deal in Mississippi and, and, and it is a big deal in Arkansas or Iowa or what it's not just the same NFL NBA markets. Right. And it's small time. I mean, that's what the beauty of it is. So I think, I think you, if, if you are going to eliminate those schools from the sec, and now it's saying they're going to do that, but if they were, you would lose something great. But if you're simply doing numbers, this is it. So, I think the SEC has a a, a significant influence over the state because it's so important in there. So, I don't know. I, I you can debate this, the flag all you want. At this point, no one's listening to anybody on it. Everyone's made their opinion. You can that's just true. you want to fly that yeah. thing, fly it. You don't. Know, you know that I'm not going to be the one that's going to change your mind on it. But I did think it was interesting that a conference came out like that. We have not really seen that. A quick update to something earlier. Just breaking news here. Notre Dame has announced that of the 91 football players, this is from Pete Sampson, covers the team really well, tested for COVID. One tested positive. Wow. Uh, he is he is uh, asymptomatic. Four have the the antibody, and no staff members have tested positive. So this is what I'm talking about. Notre Dame has to step it up. Uh, this is not going to bode well for the Notre Dame <laughs> season if they're up there <laughs> staying healthy. <laughs> yeah. The, what the is mid-October, this? October, yeah. The mid-October well, viral. one guy. on the. <laughs> Clemson is just Wet. cackling with laughter at this. Y'all can't even get sick. It's the most infectious disease we've seen in decades. You guys can't even get catch it. You can't catch anything at Notre Dame. Can't catch passes. You can't catch us in the open field. You can't even catch COVID. <laughs> Step it up, Irish. Peace. Poor planning by Uh, Notre Dame. All right. Two college basketball items. Uh, Kate Cunningham, top recruit in America, is uh, signed with Oklahoma State. This is a bit of good news for Oklahoma State. Now, Oklahoma State is banned from the 2021 NCAA basketball tournament. If there is going to be one, Uh, they are appealing, but we'll see. So there was a lot of discussion that Kate Cunningham, who's almost certainly a one and done, would not play for the Cowboys and go play somewhere else because he can't make the NCAA tournament. Turns out he's going to play at Oklahoma State anyway. He's got some loyalty and uh, he's sticking with them. Big get for what looks like a potentially dead and bad season for the Pokes. What do you think? Well, let's not make a Hallmark special out of it. They hired his brother. You
1: know, so like, <laughs> yes, I'm not going to get all weepy eyed over this. Like, yeah, nice of him to follow through on his commitment. I will certainly watch way more Oklahoma State basketball, you know, to to check him out this year if he's there as opposed to if he wasn't. But, like, I'm not exactly going to, yeah,
0: write a haiku in his honor. Well, I don't think I was (laughs) suggesting that. He's a man of the year, but he could have bailed. What are they going to do, fire his brother because he left?
1: He should have bailed. Yeah, and they couldn't fire the brother, but that's just like he's basically bailing out his brother. That's what this is. This is
2: what you get when you hire Cade Cunningham's brother. You get Cade Cunningham in good <laughs> times or in bad. So <laughs> through sickness you know, and health. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So no, I mean this. It, it's they 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 are appealing. They're trying to overturn their postseason ban. It's unlikely that's going to happen. Uh, which means he's, you know, he's going to play a regular season. And then after like one week of March, he will be gone to presumably go be a very high NBA draft pick, possibly even the number one NBA draft pick. There's no doubt that he chose the school because his brother works there. Seems highly probable that he's staying because his brother works there. Uh, The interesting thing about this to me is that continues the dynamic of Players, I think, looking at college ball and those that want to go are just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go wherever and it doesn't really matter if I'm going to play for a national title or if I'm going to a Blue Blood or whatever. Now, again, family considerations are a big part of this. But you look at that, you look at uh, Anthony Edwards, who could be the number one pick in this NBA draft, who went to Georgia when Georgia was laid low, but he lives near there. He's from Atlanta. You look at Ben Simmons going to LSU, Markel Fultz going to Washington, and so on down the line. There's been a lot of guys that I think more and more lately have just been like, I'll go wherever for a year, and then I'm going pro. And it doesn't really matter if I play for a title. It doesn't matter if I'm in the big dance. My, my stock is going to be fine. That's what I'm going to do. So it's an interesting dynamic that, again, I think people don't players don't look at college basketball with starry eyes about things like hearing one shining moment, me being in it, if they're a top 10 potential pick after one year, I just don't think they they're wired to think that way anymore. I think some
0: of them do, but yeah, some of them don't. So, you know, he wants to play at Oklahoma state, wants to play for his brother, wants his brothers obviously get some, some shine off of uh, having them there. Uh, yeah. But I, I do agree. Like, look, like if you were trying to win the national title, you wouldn't have gone to Oklahoma state right. in the first place. So you want to go yep. to play, you might want to play in the NCAA basketball tournament, but if you wanted to, you'd go to Kansas or something like that. Speaking of Kansas, the other big news, Bill Self's attorney, Coach Bill Self, All-of-Famer, his attorney sent a notice of claims to the NCAA. He's requesting the NCAA preserve evidence ahead of a potential lawsuit. Coach Self is going to sue the NCAA, potentially. Self v. NCAA. It's like TARC. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. Um Without limiting Mr. Sells claims he is considering bringing legal action against the NCA and NCA officers, employees and representatives for negligence, breach of contract, defamation, fraud, torturous interference with contract and torturous interference with prospective prospective contract. All because they're investigating them with five level one rule violations. Is this legal wrangling and saber rattling or does uh coach self have a case he because listed so many things is. there i just i just hoped that uh he
1: would get the ncaa to allow us to take like a starbucks cup to the court during the ncaa tournament and <laughs> not have to use like ncaa official classes he listed so many uh he listed so many things off this to me was like the classic like if if they were if they announced this and they were going to k-state they would be chanting desperation <laughs> desperation yeah, this is Bill Self trying to think about perhaps suing to save his career. I can't tell you; I can articulate the entire legal strategy here. But when you have five level ones, you, you know you basically have the barrel of a gun pointed at your head, and uh, you are trying to think of any way possible to to get out of the State crosshairs. And this potentially is a uh, is a way it shows Bill Self will not go down without fighting. And, and maybe if there are no other avenues he does uh he does try to duck out to a professional option which many have theorized that he would do over the uh over the past couple of years but i mean we've been pretty clear on this podcast that you know they have the receipts they have the bank records tj gas is not a booster argument is pretty much slapstick laughable so yeah, they're, they're caught in a corner and their program could be handicapped for a few years coming. So I think they're trying anything. This is Bill
2: Self backed into a corner and saying, I got one of two choices. I can surrender or I can just try to fight my way out of the corner. Neither have great chances of ending up victorious. I think this is like, OK, we're going to throw everything at the wall and we're going to m- mount as pugnacious a stance as we can and see if we can back the NCAA off at, at all. By having him worried about a potential lawsuit, don't expect it to work. His attorney Scott Thompson is probably the most bellicose person in the NCAA attorney space. You know, in that that little niche of of attorneydom. I mean, he wants to fight everybody about everything all the time. Uh, so this is classic including Scott us. Thompson. Oh yeah, including <laughs> us. Yeah, we've 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 heard from Scott Thompson a time or two. This is classic Thompson. Uh, it's almost like the the less ammo you got the more you threaten to shoot but this seems to be the uh the the modus operandi the question is like if it doesn't work then is the, as you alluded to pete does he hit the eject button does he try to ride it out
1: or what what happens then this is the more fun option like if he's just yeah. surrendering in the fetal position yeah. it's not as fun right. so for podcast yeah, yeah. purposes if we can get some discovery and we can be like existential threat to nc enforcement as we see it that's a lot more interesting than just sure. uh than just basically like you know surrendering himself, walking to Indianapolis and putting himself in cuffs uh, outside headquarters. Attorneys filing
2: flaming hot documents have been a long, long favored people from our in our area here They're for podcast
0: purposes. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, self V N C A. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I got. I'm I'm all for this. Scott Thompson. To put it bluntly, the NCA enforcement staff is attempting to end Mister Self's long and very successful career for conduct which all coaches engage in, which the NCA is known for for many years and is is commonplace and permissible. I'm not sure he's wrong about that statement, except for the permissible part. Uh, I think he's very not much permissible, right. but everyone's known about it for years and it's commonplace. Yep. No, I mean that 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 part he does have a case, but yeah, I don't know about although the permissible Kansas part. claims they didn't know or did that. I, I mean. I'm, ge- I'm kind of yeah, getting that's, confused that's, that's, now. It's good point. good point. Kansas didn't yeah, know, can- but they did. Kansas everybody know anything was going wrong. Look at everyone's a victim man. It's America 2020. <laughs> everyone's a wimp. everyone's a victim. everybody <laughs> oh, Someone's out to get me.
1: Someone <laughs> dropped these three McDonald's All Americans on the doorstep of Fog Island Fieldhouse. What, I have never what was I seen <laughs> supposed to do?
0: The victimization of Bill Self in Kansas.
1: <laughs> Stop giving
0: me all these great recruits. That's right. I can't be winning these conference titles. Stop it, Adidas. <laughs> Stop. I'm making five million because you keep giving me players. I mean I just yeah. thought they liked our weight fields. Yeah. This country is the biggest collection of wimps.
2: Uh, Dan Wetzel writes off America.
0: Torturous <laughs> interference. Torturous interference was occasionally losing a game. If you didn't keep giving me these good players, we might lose every once in a while. That's Stop right. it.
1: I mean, he's not even on Team Earth anymore, Pat. You expect him to be on Team America? That's true.
2: I don't know. Good point. The latest disassociation from Dan Wetzel was the Earth. Now it's specifically America. No, I don't. Right. I'm the going. rest of the
0: world too. I'm not taking up for anybody. <laughs> Guys, literally he, su- threatening to sue because he got too many good recruits. Yeah. <laughs> I want. They, I will cover this trial. I will I, be there. Yeah. <laughs> With all of the intensity that I bring to a courtroom. Come on, Scott. File that suit. Let's do it. I will Make champion Coach Self. Poor Coach <laughs> Self. <The laughs> poor guy. He's just out there trying to lose games.
1: Get TJ Gasnola back on the stand. I mean, that, that major fall. Well, a couple years ago. First.
0: Days See. of TJ Gasnola. I said they. Sh- I wish that federal court allowed video because anybody who watched no. two days of TJ Gasnola on that stand with the two nervous KU lawyers in the front row just sweating <laughs> bullets. It would have been fantastic. Uh, oh, good stuff. Anyway, all right, go get them, Coach Self. Do it. Do it. Right, let me tell you where they did catch the COVID nineteen in in the Midwest. The Cruising Chubbies Gentleman Club in uh, <laughs> Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin Dells. Dells, Wisconsin, Dells, Wisconsin, which you have, have never been there. I I thought it was just like, I thought those are Great Wolf Lodges and stuff. like. I didn't know they had. <laughs> I have not frequented Cruising Chubbies. That's the name <laughs> of the Gentleman's Club. Cruising <laughs> Chubbies Gentleman Club. I mean, yeah. A truly amazing
2: name, for, for just just for starters, right there. Much less location. Uh, They're ready
1: for their moment, you know. When they named yeah, it, they were ready for their yeah. moment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we we have been, uh, di- you know, discussing gentlemen's clubs and the coronavirus. So this really was. This got tweeted to yes. us by a good thousand followers. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. like, please discuss and chubbies having the outbreak. <laughs> The best part of the story is uh from wisconsin.com is that they did, they're they're not they're not sure how the 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 contact hap like how the virus spread. I have a few ideas. <laughs> yeah. I have some we suspicions. Could, we can make some deductions. Yeah. Poor hand washing. Um <laughs> So if you've been to cruising chubbies uh lately the the Juneau County Health Department wants you to be really careful, but also, uh, what the hell were you doing? What <laughs> yeah. what made you think in the middle of a pandemic that Cruz and Chubby's was a good spot? That's what I want
2: This know. yeah, this would fall under the category of gee, what a shock that that place would have an outbreak. Uh, <laughs> first, how it got opened, you know, we we went back to that. It was it was in Omaha where they were fighting for their rights to uh, to open said uh, establishments, right? I think. And, uh, you know, but but if if you couldn't see this one coming, then you cannot see anything coming. You know, this is uh, like the most obvious place for an outbreak ever. 13,000
1: square feet, three stages, four bars. Big time place, huh? I guess so. If we remember early on from our friends in Sheboygan, uh, the Wisconsinites made it very clear they were going to go bar slash oh, outing yeah. over virus, right? Like they yes. they voted with their uh they voted with their 12 ounce curls. Like they <laughs> were it? they were at the bar at 11 a.m.
0: They were ready to they the, were ready to go. Right? The Wisconsin yeah, no, Supreme, Supreme Court. Court ruled in the favor of the bars and Cruz and Chubbies is one of them. Uh Cruise and <laughs> Chubbies uh their about us tab on their website. <laughs> and I just want to I want to make it clear that I'm doing this for work purposes. If anyone at Verizon yes. Media this yes. is for work purposes that I am on the cruisingchubbies.com dot <laughs> com. Deep, deep investigative reporting. Uh-huh. Cruise and Chubby's, so. founded in 1999 by Tim Roberts, is committed to fi- providing the finest adult entertainment possible. With Tim's leadership, this guy's really mm. this. yeah. <laughs> oh my! Is he a about the culture? This is, is a <laughs> like no lack of I run the finest gentleman's club in Wisconsin Dells. I mean, okay, buddy. <laughs> Uh, with Tim's leadership, our staff tries to create a clean, comfortable environment. Well, it looks like he came up uh, short on that one. <laughs> Tim and the entire staff invite you to stop in and check us out. We are confident yeah. your visit will be enjoyable. You want to come back and see us again.
2: Eh.
0: Mm. Maybe not. <laughs> Note the lack of specifics in there. <laughs> it's like yeah. empty cliche, empty cliche, <laughs> clean and comfortable. Uh-huh. I personally <laughs> take that as more of a, a a state like a. I wasn't expecting much out of uh, the Cruz and Chubby's to have such.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah,
0: Tim's leadership. Good job, Tim. Tim's leadership. Yes. Do you uh, think remember anyway.
1: Chubby is Tim Chubby himself? You know, I mean that's that's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think instead of a champagne room, they have a spotted cow room?
0: Cheese <laughs> <laughs> Very Wisconsin
1: Dells. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> On, On brand. Cheese curds between the uh, entertainment room. <laughs> uh, the other really big. This is really the the biggest sports news of the week. The Belk Bowl is dead. Pour one out for uh, the Belk Bowl. Uh, I'm still not sure what Belk was. Is that the furniture shop? The that's show? a department store. It's store. like, you know, okay. like JC Penney's.
1: Yeah. Dan, yeah. For oh, your, okay. All these years, the Belk- translation. Yeah
0: sponsoring the bowl game did not get me to shop at Belk, but I'm sure it did for others. But apparently Belk has decided they can spend their marketing dollars at better places than a uh, you know moderate bowl game down in Charlotte. But stepping in is the Dukes Mayo Company. Yes. The Mayo Bowl is here. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Football big, has big a victory. bold new flavor. I don't think mayo is very bold. Oh. First off, <laughs> I think mayo's disgusting and i don't eat it gross uh i think pat the lathers it up bathes in it eats it on everything are you one of these big <laughs> mayo guys pat is that the? I, I am
2: i am not a big mayo guy but i enjoy mayo and this is a stinging repudi- repudiation to you benighted souls who can't <laughs> see the value of mayo which now is taking i mean they're taking over an entire bowl game it's going to be a nationwide sensation. Twitter big meal firestorm. Mayo. Eh, mayo Mayo has redeeming qualities some of which you all need to
0: appreciate and enjoy. Uh it, 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 the Get worst on part. Board. Is they throw mayo on everything. You have to specifically Ugh. ask. You don't put mayo on that, do you? Well, of course we do. And and even when you request no mayo, like one out of 10 times they put they thought oh, I thought you were joking. Why wouldn't you want mayo? <laughs> there's no worse feeling than like I agree buying a Why sandwich
1: taking it somewhere and then you open up there's mayo and you're just stuck. Your sandwich is ruined. You can't just ruined scrape sandwich. mayo off. You can't de-mayo a sandwich.
0: No. <laughs> Your sandwich is fine. Eat the mayo. No yes. mayo. I will not be a, uh, covering the Duke Mayo Classic or the Duke Mayo Bowl or whatever. I what will Duke, be. I'm going. What going? You're going? I'm, I want to be the Grand Marshal of the Mayo Bowl Parade. It probably like I probably be arranged.
2: Don't of these bowls have parades, right? So I want to be the Mayo Bowl Parade Grand Marshal.
0: The Duke Mayo Classic will feature Wake Forest and Notre Dame on Saturday, September 26th at Bank of America. Yep. And then the Duke Mayo Bowl will be held during bowl season between an ACC team and a Big Ten team with a ro- SEC rotating with the Big Ten team every year. Big, See?
2: big time conference tie-ins this thing definitely may end up being one of the playoff bowls just give it a little while that week
1: that wake forest game dan that notre dame gets wiped out from the virus yeah if not that <laughs> food poisoning from eating warm mayo
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> great day mayo no longer under siege on this podcast
0: i i want to bring this up it does involve mayo Uh-oh. at least in the popular thing so we'll bring this up and and, and it, it's not people's court it's it's Consumers, court, I don't know. I want to know your opinion on this. I, I don't know if you heard of this. There was a tuna fish price fixing scandal. <laughs> Cans of really? tuna fish. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Tremendous no. a guy just got sentenced in an incredible New York Post lead. The sentencing of a bumblebee tuna executive lead. Now he'll be the one spending time in the can. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's next to the Hot Pocket heiress at Rikers. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal New York Post uh, story. Yeah. The Post has had some well, tough times. The New York tabs are not what they once were, but boy, they were in this story. They cleared it up.
2: That a is a an fishy all-time sk- Post lead.
0: A fishy scheme. I mean, they had a million of them in there. <laughs> uh, anyway, so here's what happened, and I apologize. This slipped my. I did not know about this. So oh, this you guy at the tuna the bum-
2: scandal,
0: yeah, I I don't know what was what was I doing. Actual work. This guy at Bumblebee Tuna, Christopher Lashuski. Now he's getting three years for this. <laughs> Imagine being in prison for three years <laughs> because you were fish. a tuna price. Fixer. What'd you do? You know, I killed somebody. You know, what'd you do? You know, car theft. What'd you do? I, I fixed the price of tuna fish sand, you know, tuna fish cans. Jesus, <laughs> you idiot. So. He, he proposed that they would do a price-fixing with the other and approach the other major players in the tuna market. Starkist and Chicken of yeah. the Sea.
2: There you go. Ah. So all three
0: were going to come out, and they were going to price-fix and knock down some kind of uh, like competition. There's apparently competition these three. Who knows? So Starkist went along with it. But Chicken of the Sea executives blew the whistle on the scheme Mm. Brought in the feds in exchange to be protected, and Bumblebee and Starkiss got busted. Wow. Uh, Starkiss has a $100 million fine. This dude wow. from Bumblebee's going away, and, and the Bumblebee company why is tuna fish called Bumblebee? I, That's, what are these that names? was going to be one of my questions here. What are we doing yeah. with the Bumblebee tuna? $25 million fine, and then this guy's in the clink for three years because he fixed the price of tuna. So next time you are at the supermarket, this is what I want to know, Pat Forty. Yes. And you're shopping for a can of tuna. Okay. Will you line up? There'll be the bumblebee. There'll be the star kiss. There'll be the chicken of the sea. Will you reward chicken of the sea for looking out for the consumers (laughs) like us and the bright fixing, or will you look at them as a bunch of narcs and rats (laughs) and say, I can't. I can't go along with that. I'm going to actually go with the other. So will you well, punish or will you lift up Chicken of the Sea tuna fish in your next tuna fish purchase? I would lift up Chicken of the Sea with
2: my next purchase. I would get behind them. However, there's two, a couple of dynamics here. One, no cans are being bought. Okay, we buy those package things now. You know, is this, this tuna in the can now. That, that, that didn't happen anymore. But then the other thing is, since I would be buying tuna in a package, and presumably I would not be the main ingester of said tuna, I would be buying organic at the orders of my wife and daughter. I'm probably not buying any of those three, the mass-produced ones. I'm getting some, you know, organic shishi tuna in a environmentally approved uh, package. You're a tuna snob. Yeah, I am a tuna snob by force, quite frankly.
0: I'm going to go look in the closet right now, see if we have a tuna thing. Hang on. You are a tuna. Find <laughs> it out. This is well. This is exciting. Where Pat has left the podcast to hunt down what kind of. I, I will use tuna. this opportunity
1: to rip on Pat. Now that we don't rip on him when he's that on. This garbage like
0: tuna, the, tuna requires it's a mayo. Fish. It's the same fish. You're gonna it's be gross. an idiot to pay this extra. Bougie tuna. What do you think? One tuna fish is better than the other tuna when they catch it. Oh well, I mean,
1: if you get fresh tuna, it's way better than tuna in a can. Dan, come on.
0: You know all, that. I was just
1: ripping the... tuna in a can because it re- pretty much requires mayo. So I'm, I'm all <laughs> out on that. <laughs> you guys, that's Brooke. What did, what did you, my daughter just walked
2: in? Do you know what kind of what brand of tuna we had? Got to be like, why are we no, asking okay. this question? It was. Yeah, she, she's looking at me oddly. But uh, yeah, no, that uh, it, it was it was an organic, you know, environmentally procured line caught wild caught tuna thing, you know. She's like, there he was asking came about came a murder
1: out. of crows last week, and this week he's asking about tuna. She's like, that must be the worst <laughs> podcast ever.
0: I'm mean, going to say, do not say the brand. There should be loser eligibility for endorsing
2: <laughs> yeah. the NCAA. Yeah. We don't want to get her into an endorsement situation but, here. You're right. Scott, Scott Thompson will be calling. To,
0: <laughs> yeah, this pot, yeah. Well, yep. Scott Thompson, Sue, the Tuna Company. Every, sue them all. All right, well, apparently this bit went absolutely nowhere. This is why the podcast is better when I'm not here, because (laughs) one of you refuses to eat tuna. The other only eats fancy tuna.
2: Sorry. I can't reward Chicken of the Sea. If forced to buy a can
0: of tuna, I would buy
2: the Chicken of the Sea. The other guys are out. I would stand up for principle there.
0: I don't like the narcs. There's no loyalty. There's no code of honor in the tuna fish. I think World this is anymore. just a
1: reminder of, to buy the New York Post. Like, <laughs> that's really the winner here. Dan stands with the Rogue Tuna Companies.
0: I'm on page six. All right. That's enough. Uh, we'll be back later in the week. We're going to do our confer- state of the conferences, too. We had too much news today. But we're probably going to save them for July 4th weekend. Somebody yeah. told me what to say, but I can't remember. So, But it's not coming right now. <laughs> but state of the SEC is coming. we got to study up. Yeah. we got to be ready. Up. All right. Enjoy the pod. Keep subscribing. Listenership through the roof, even when I'm on. We'll see about that. We'll check. <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> I might get fired from the pod. It'll be really a sad day. It's a pretty low bar, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everyone have a good week. Wash your hands and be safe out there unless you're a Notre Dame football player. <laughs> I'm Mike
1: Isikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. We're the hosts of Skullduggery, a podcast that not only breaks down the news, but also breaks news. We deliver authoritative analysis while drawing intriguing historical parallels from our decades of covering D.C. scandals. With our current focus on the president and his administration's handling of the coronavirus to the 2020 elections, we interview those helping to shape the stories. So subscribe to and download Skullduggery Wherever you listen to your podcasts, and be sure to follow us on social media at Skullduggery Pod.